Today's message is entitled Spiritual Residence. And this is so important in our walk with Christ, knowing where we actually reside. Um, where are you when it comes to your spiritual walk with Christ? Are you not there? <laughs> are you somewhere? Are you not sure? Then you came to the right place. And this is something that <clears throat> we really need to think through because a lot of times people have no idea where they are, where they happen to reside spiritually. So in our intro here today, what is your current spiritual address, right? Where are you currently? Um, a way to figure that out is this. Once again, going through your 24 hours, what goes through your mind majority of the time? Is it worry? Is it anxiety? Is it just things that are constantly a problem in your life? What is on your mind 24 hours? Is it stress? And it's so sad when you watch news, news feeds or articles where we see so many young people passing away due to stress. And you think about what is on their mind 24 hours. It can't be good, right? Because a lot of the problems that we see physically stems from what takes place internally first, what takes place in our mind, but even deeper than that, our soul. But when our 24 hours changes, where the foundation of the 24 hours isn't founded in anxiety, worry, stress, but rather in Christ and in the foundation of his word, we start to see works that only God can do. And we uh, show this through the term 25 hours. This is something that only God can do. And when we start to see works that only God can do, the answers that he provides for us isn't just one and done type of answers where you're just like, yay, I, I received a blessing today. And then it just, it's done. <laughs> Dunzos right there. No. What God shows us is something that continues. It doesn't end with just one answer. But the answers that he provides us connects to the next answer all the way into eternity where God, he wants to provide you answers that changes histories of people, your history, but the histories of those who, whose lives you are able to touch because what Christ gives to us is good news. And when we become that fountain of good news, to those who are around us, we're able to change the history of those families, future families. Uh, and that's something that really came to mind during my seminary years, like, man, we can change the trajectory of so many broken families, where yes, they come from brokenness. Yes, they come from scars, but they can make that decision to end that cycle to make a new cycle that comes only in Christ. Because with our own strength, we can only go so far. We can only see so far. And we'll kind of dive into that in our next point where we have to look at our past when it comes to our spiritual residence. And in what we face with our past, we need to find reasons within Christ. Verse 11 says this, not that I am speaking of being in need, for I have learned in whatever situation I am to be content, <laughs> right? 
But what does it mean to be content? Right? What does it mean to be content? We have to see that there are scars and circumstances that we can't control, right? Especially when it comes to our past, especially when we're younger, especially when we see family problems growing up. There are things that are out of our hands that we cannot control. However, these type of scars, it's easy to hold on to. And what ends up happening is that we actually end up ignoring the wound. And we try to move on, ignoring the wound. It's like this. If I, like, if I was doing something and I got this huge like, gash on my arm, right? And it's pretty bad. But then you know, I try to hide it. I put my suit on. And then my friend comes to see me. And they're like, hey, Dan, what's up? <laughs> and gets me right there. I'm like, ah, you're trying to hurt me. <laughs> you're like, man, you're so messed up. I blow up, right? Not that I would. But <laughs> imagine me blowing up. <laughs> but that's the problem. If you have a wound, if you have a scar, and someone just unknowingly comes and just, you're going to be in pain. This is what unresolved scars look like, where we may look okay, but if these scars have never been addressed, if these scars, you, you can point to it and say, this is why I am this way, or this is why you know, things are so messed up. This is why my life is so chaotic. It, you're in the right to say that. But are you healing? Are you addressing the wound? Or are you just keeping it, leaving it alone, letting it just fester, letting it just remain open? And it's coming to an acceptance, an understanding of the good and the bad. Not that it, it makes it right, but it's understanding that it is there, but then it's taking what is there and coming with it before God in a place of being vulnerable. I think that's what's so scary. When you are hurt, what happens when someone touches a wound? You cover it or you move away from it because it's so painful. Sometimes it's very difficult to bring these scars before God because we're afraid of the pain. We're afraid of what would turn up if it was ever addressed again. But then that's what we need to address today. There's a difference between fake contentment versus true contentment in Christ, where fake contentment, you know the phrase, it is what it is. <laughs> when that becomes your main mantra of life, you have some issues. <laughs> because you're not really addressing anything per se, but you're ignoring it just to move on. And that can be dangerous. Some, some situations and circumstances, it may, it may work. I'm not saying it doesn't work at all. But when you do it to everything, you're going to have some wounds that fester. And that's not good. It's coming to place these things before God. 
finding our true contentment in Christ by allowing him to guide us, allowing him to lead us. And what ends up happening is we start to discover a different reason why, right? It's not a reason that is pointing at people, but we start to see God's reason, right? We start to see his guidance and we start to see his healing because you start to see who you are and what has happened to you and what you need to heal out of that past scar. A lot of times people don't know who they are. And because they don't know who they are, they go through these cycles of being hurt over and over again. When we look at today's society, people are trying to run away from reality, right? All the movies that you see, alternative universe, right? You go to, you go to Marvel, alternative universes. The timeline has shifted and there's like 10 different realities. It's like, what? And it's not just with Marvel, it's with everything. All the Netflix shows, alternative universes. Stranger Things, alternative universes. So many things are on this. Why? Because people don't want this reality. People want something that is not real because reality hurts. But that's not why God created you to just be constantly hurt. He wants you to find that different reason that's found in him to see the bigger plan, to see the bigger picture where your scar is not supposed to remain a scar, but to be an answer, not only for you, but for those who God is connecting to you, where what has once been a hurt can be used as a weapon for good, right? As a weapon to bring people to Christ. And this is such a huge thing and a huge blessing that so many people are not able to see because they're unable to see. We just kind of, you know, keep our wounds nice and fresh. And that's not, that's not where God wants us to be. So then in our present, what are we to do? We need to pray within Christ. Prayer within Christ means for us to look honestly at our imprints, like what has been imprinted on us from long ago? And what are we rooted in, right? Like what, what, is, what are we like, you know, am I rooted in faith or am I rooted in faith in something else, right? Like what are you rooted in? And that changes the way you live your life, the nature in which you live. You live in the nature of God's spirit or you live in the nature of this world. And there's fruit that is in conjunction with that nature. And that's something that we need to honestly look. Because well, if, what, if what we're holding on to is vague, if what we're holding on to is so vague to the point where it doesn't mean anything, then we have a problem. What Christ has given to us is very specific and something that can be enjoyed, something that can be experienced. And that's what we need to start. What can we do? By praying, right? That sounds so 
simple. And a lot of people use prayer as a simple answer too, right? Oh, this is going through in my life. You know, pray about it. You know, <laughs> it's like, I don't want that to be my answer. You know, <laughs> let's pray about it. And because people use it so lightly in this way, we don't actually get to enjoy the power of prayer. Where prayer is not just positive thoughts going towards somebody or positive thoughts going towards the church or positive thoughts going towards, you know, God's mission for our life, but it is holding on to God's word as we pray. That's very important. That's what really changed my prayer life is when I started to pray, holding on to the message that I'm receiving, making like even today's message into prayer topics. Lord, guide me through my past or God help me in my present Lord help me as I uh, see my future coming together you know just simple things holding on to today's word and even today's passage right verse 12 it says I know how to be brought low I know how to abound in any and every circumstance I have learned the secret of facing plenty and hunger abundance and need Lord help me to see this blessing that Apostle Paul saw so that I'm not impacted by my circumstances, but that I'm following your bigger plan. When we have prayer like this, our prayer is like nutrients or vitamins for our soul. Where when you pray, your soul comes alive. Sometimes when you take vitamins, you can't tell if it's working or not. <laughs> you know, it's like, is it working? Am I just taking like placebos, <laughs> you know? But prayer in some ways can work like that too, where it feels like nothing is happening. But as you do take more and more, you start to see a difference. You start to see how God is not only making your soul come alive, but he starts giving you wisdom to know how to work in this reality, work in true reality, Right? not in alternative universes, not in like some make-believe places that we want to run away to, but our reality. So we need to pray within Christ. Third, as we look at our future, we need to see the field in, within Christ, the, the place where God has called you to be. Verse 13, it says this, I can do all things through him who strengthens me. We need to understand that God, he has a calling for your life. And when you know that calling, God will provide you the means to fulfill that calling. That calling might be very big, but within that calling, God has a mission for you, right? What is he asking you to do in this time schedule as you're working here? or as you're going to school. Because this time that you have right now will not be repeated. It just happens once in, in, in the space-time continuum, right? This, this time, this second only happens once. Today happens only once. And there are answers that God wants you to see in this time schedule that you won't see in any other time schedule. I tell a lot of undergrads, look, while you're here, there are answers that God wants you to see that you can only see while you're here. When you're done and graduated, you can't get those answers back. 
it's only now. So study hard, but while you're studying, see God's plan for your studies. It's not just for the sake of studying. Even for your jobs, it's not for the sake of just making a living. There are people there, people to pray for, people to interact with, people to get to know. And as you get to know, you start to see God's heart for them. And that's where we start. And God, he starts to use our lives to be that platform, to engage the world that needs the gospel. We become that platform. You are the platform. Yes, we gather in church to worship so that we can receive the message that we need to have the strength to go into our fields. Like today is not just, oh, it's a Christian thing to do. Today is a day to receive strength so that you would have the strength for your Monday through Saturday until we meet again on Sunday. And as you start to see God setting that path for you, setting that platform, he's calling you to be that watchman, right? To be that watchtower in your field, to guard your field, to protect your field, to pray for your field. And God he knows that you cannot do it alone. And so he's calling you to be that spiritual antenna to communicate with him. It's all connected in that way where our calling and our mission is used for the sake of sharing good news with the people that are around us. It doesn't have to be a workplace. It can be amongst your friend groups. It can be amongst your family members. There are so many different platforms that God has provided for you. And as you do so, find your calling in Christ. And he will give you the means to accomplish that goal. Don't do it by yourself. Don't try to change people by yourself. It is the most uh, discouraging thing. <laughs> You're like, change! <laughs> and they won't change. What are you going to do? <laughs> um, you'll just be upset, right? But when you follow God's guidance, right, you start to see his purpose. You start to see other people's time schedules too. Like, okay, maybe this is a time to just, I don't know. God has something for them. But I will continue to pray for them. I will continue to, you know, be, be there for them. But this is as far as I can go. And I, I've, I leave the rest to God to be able to handle and guide that person. So our conclusion is this year today. We need to first discover where we are, right? Just like we said, where, where is your spiritual residence? Because this is where we start to receive strength. If our spiritual residence is nowhere near Christ, where, where do you plan to get strength? Where do you plan to, you know, be charged up for the week? or for your life at that? How can you be that foundation for your family? With what strength? With what wisdom? Don't fight your past, your present, and future by yourself. Because that's what Satan wants. He wants you to solve it on your own. Do it yourself. That's what the culture says today too. It sounds good, you know? Pull yourself by your own bootstraps. You can do it, you know? 
And it sounds very encouraging. And it sounds like, yeah, I can do it. I am, I'm like a superhero or I am like a god, you know? But we're not. That's, that's kind of the reality in, in many ways. We're not God. We are not in control of so many things. And that's so scary <laughs> when we see that, the reality of that. But we're not alone. We were never meant to do it alone. We are always meant to do it together with God. That's what we see from the very beginning in the Garden of Eden. God walked with Adam and Eve. Together, they took care of the Garden of Eden. Together, they saw God's creative works take place. And this is how God intends for us to, to move in this life together with him. So don't fight by, your, by yourself. And also, we need to pray. And this week, I really want to challenge you guys. Pray holding on to today's message, right? And if you run out of things to pray, well, pray it again. <laughs> because, you know, it's for this week. You're not, I'm not saying pray these same things over and over again for the rest of your life. Unless there are, you know, lifelong prayer topics that come out of today's message, then do so. But pray holding on to today's message and see how God answers you because he will answer your word his, his word he will answer his own word and your soul will come alive and as your soul comes alive he'll give you not only wisdom but he he will give you strength physically too to accomplish what he's calling you to do you need help he will provide the right people to connect to you to do that work but we need to Look at ourselves honestly. Look at our circumstances honestly. If there is a problem, call it out. Call it out for what it is. Because that's when we can start finding answers in God's word. That's when we start to find answers as we pray. There is purpose behind our prayer now. There is a directionality behind our prayer now. It's not just praying vague things, very broad things. It's praying specific things and starting to see God pierce through your reality to show his answers, to show his word come alive. And that's the blessing that we've been given. This is the blessing of a child of God. This is yours. <laughs> so as you hold on to today's word, let's take a moment uh, to pray. But before we do, let's read this verse together. Philippians 4.13. Let's uh, read it in one voice. Ready? Go. I can do all things through him who strengthens me. Amen. Through him is the key right here. Not by myself. Right? Not relying on somebody else. <laughs> somebody. But relying on Christ. Who is God and God alone. 